Welcome to the KC Kingdom Podcast with your hosts, Cole Berry and Brett Strauss, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. Cole Berry here with my man, Brett Strauss. What's going on? Back again in the studio. We are reunited. It's been crazy with, uh, you know, living in the 2020 COVID world, but we're back together and we're ready to uh, kind of kick off season two of the pod here. Really, really looking to st- talk some Chiefs football. As we're about to kick off the next season, which seems oh. crazy that we're not going to see a drop of football until opening night. The of actual football football this year was so weird because the entire offseason it was basically you not getting your hopes up because you didn't know what was going to happen and then now it's all of a sudden here and it's like it's gonna happen gonna happen i you think know, week one's definitely kicking off probably you know barring an outbreak and so still i'm trying to temper my my hope a little bit we're one week away as of this recording and and like i don't think it's really going to hit me that football is back until kickoff you know until i see that ball really go which is i still think it's going to be so strange because like even the first preseason game you're like okay you know like i actually was thinking about this and you can weigh in on this a little bit but i was watching some i was the chiefs posted seven days till kickoff here's seven great highlights and i was just like so pumped i watched it in the gym just like oh yeah yeah and everyone was probably staring at me because i'm just on my phone just crying because i'm so excited (laughs) um but I was thinking, like, I wonder if they're doing any extra preparation because they, like, haven't been hit by, like, actual people, you know. And, like, preseason they get hit a little bit. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is football again, you know. It's going to be – I wonder if there's going to be injury concern or something week one when it's coming out and we're going to play a full four quarters after not, you know, like, putting on pads, which they haven't put on pads. But you know what I'm saying, like – they haven't hit other people in eight months. Not and not only the the no preseason. If if you remember, just like if you keep up with off season stuff, a lot of teams do those joint practices yeah. where they go and practice with another oh, yeah. team, and those are usually more physical than normal practice. Those are ramp up periods too, and you have just so many padded practices you can do because of the the collective bargaining agreement anyway. Right. That I do think, you know, there's going to be some acclimation. I'm wondering if coaches are going to be cognizant of that, if they're going to... Well, and I even was thinking, like, you mentioned the collective bargaining agreement. Like, I wonder if they modified it this year. I, I'm I sh- haven't heard. I'll actually, I'll look into that and see, and then and next week when we get back, I'll, I'll have an answer for that. But honestly, I just think coaches are probably going to be more aware that these guys are just now getting hit for the... Like, actually hit. Because even if practice is, is full go... Yeah, nothing simulates a real life NFL game where someone's right. trying to you know win, and yeah. so I'm I'm looking to see guys like Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson and By- Byron Pringle just get more snaps because they're going to try to ramp up the stars. Yeah, that's what I would do, or I think I'm not an NFL coach. I yeah. have no idea, but I, I was because it's just very intriguing. Like if the, if we see like Byron Pringle taking snaps over Sammy Watkins, it's like whoa. Um, yeah. This is a real game, guys. Like my guess is, there's going to be a rash of week one, maybe week two injuries. I was thinking the same thing because there's always that in the preseason. Yeah, and then after that, it'll settle down. So you're still going to get the stars getting hurt, and then you're really going to see who took care of themselves more in the off season. Like, well, it's like interesting with NBA. You know, everyone was thinking before they started the bubble, like these guys haven't played basketball in weeks or mm-hmm. months. You know, and and 
Well, then we found out, yeah, they have been playing basketball by themselves, yeah. and they're actually, and the product turned out to be really good. The bubble's a good point, too, because when I was talking about football not feeling like it's back, I was watching a little NBA bubble basketball, and I honestly didn't feel like, oh, the NBA's back. I Me mean, neither. Until that, like, that Jazz uh, Nuggets Game 7. That was That's when game, I yeah. felt. Because you can feel the intensity. Yes. Like, the intensity... And it's weird, like, I was actually thinking about that, too, because, like, how do you measure intensity? Mm-hmm. And it's through the crowd. It seems like, like, that's how you know, yep. like, oh, this game is crazy. Like, and the, and the, the players, you know, are, are so pumped up because they're getting in with the crowd. And then without the crowd, it's like, oh, you know, like, this doesn't feel right or something. Like, I, I'm not – it's not as intense or something. And we're going to have artificial crowd noise in, in, in the stadiums, apparently, they're working on – making it like a uniform policy that way. Some... I saw something. It's like Falcons were ahead of their time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so they're going to try to get it to where teams aren't putting in more than other teams and like a, a baseline and some guidelines to follow. But it's it's going to be simulated. And, and with technology. I think the Chiefs should get like 140 plus decibels and then say artificial crowd listen, noise. Listen, we did it. <laughs> I mean, this is tr- true to form. This is like, our this average. This is realistic. We do this every week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's going to be a weird season, a uh, weird start. Hopefully we just get football all the way through. There's going to be positive cases of players, but, you know, they're doing a good job testing. We should be able to keep those to a minimum, and I and I hope, I really hope that we just roll on through this thing. And, and Yeah, I mean, I, I was hearing the other day, you know, they're, they're actually kind of astonished how few cases. It's like – Because there have been some, but there's a lot of players in the NFL. Like, you think 52 guys, that's the finish roster. 52 guys on each team, 32 teams, like – and then That's it, a lot of players. And then they're testing like daily personnel too. Ended up like last month over fifty thousand tests and only 10 positive so that's yeah, that's is, overwhelmingly good yeah. we'll see when these guys start traveling to cities and the nightlife and stuff like that who can hold that's where well, yeah. teams are gonna get in trouble hopefully hopefully yeah they can be respond like the coaches are gonna have to be mindful and be yeah. like all right guys like but there's do gonna- you want to play football or do you not want to play like just uh, and it's uh, like we we don't really know what that's like, especially like the NBA bubble guys. Like they didn't haven't seen their families in a while, yeah. you know. And it's like to the dumb fan like us, like we're like, oh, it's not that bad, you know. It's only like two months away from your families, but we don't really know. And yeah. you know that'd be and for the NFL season, it's a lot longer than two months. And so we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. It'll know? be interesting. It'll be something to keep an eye on. Uh, but I think I think there's you know money kind of drives you know things. Money, money drives players, and then the, the players that aren't driven by money are driven by the actual game. Yeah. So between those two things, there's going to be exactly. enough motivation to, to and, be smart. And and the coaches and the owners, you know, they're under some motivation, too, exactly. to keep the, keep the game going. So, you know, they're not going to spare expense, I don't think, when it comes to keeping them out of, you know, they want football. Yeah, we exactly. want football. Everyone I, wants I think football. everyone wants football. So. so, yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, We'll we'll watch it. We'll we'll have talking points all through the year. Talking points through this podcast. We're gonna go through. Uh, we're gonna highlight, you know, the Chiefs training camps, some standouts we've been hearing, just some rumors, some some guys performing well or guys who might not make make the cut. Um, we're gonna then go straight into a preview of Houston Chiefs Week One. You know, we're gonna make our picks. We're gonna talk about the game. This is the first time we're not really gonna know anything about the other team going in because. Training camp's been under wraps for the most part. Fans don't really get to get an insight on that. Uh, before we get into that, though, we're going to check in with our rivals around the West and see what's uh, going on with them. News and notes from around the West. Yeah! So, uh, looking around, there's not really much uh, 
information leaking out of these camps. It's all mostly injury-related. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I told myself today I was not going to call them Oakland uh, once. I, I would have called them Oakland. I completely yeah. forgot. Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, lost wide receiver Tyra Williams for the year. He had a shoulder issue. They put him on injured reserve. Um, that really just kind of opens the door for, for one of their rookies. I'm hearing a lot of buzz out of Raiders camp only because of, uh, fantasy relevance that I've been kind of looking for players. They say Brian Edwards is, a uh, looking to be maybe a starter all year long, um, outside at Tyra Williams spot. They are projecting to use Henry Ruggs more like, uh, an explosive weapon, a gadget guy and, and obviously receiver, but moving him around a lot in the slot, um, jet sweep stuff like that, but Brian Edwards is the name getting a lot of hype because he's got a defined position, and you know there's starting to be some whispers that it looks like he's going to be their main receiver, whereas Ruggs is going to serve more as a as a weapon, you know, going forward. Yeah, yeah. I I unfortunately I haven't heard much about him. Yeah, or, it's it, uh, you know like like you were saying earlier, like we don't we haven't seen any of these guys. Like preseason is when we really get to see yep. some of these up-and-comers but it was know. such a deep wide receiver class that a guy like that's gonna fly under the radar because he was like in the in the middle rounds but they said apparently talent wise and in a shallower class he would have been creep into that second round so so brian edwards edwards is a name to keep on and out of out of raiders camp the only other thing that we've really heard out of there is john gruden had that day like what two weeks ago where he really praised marcus Mariota. Did you see yeah, that quote in the yes, news? It yes. was like Marcus is just making some amazing plays out there. John Gruden and his quarterbacks. He loves them. He loves them. He can make Mike. He made Mike Glennon sound like a quality quarterback. I thought Nate Peterson or Peterman was going to be like a beast. A beast. <laughs> and he, he Peterman. He is. If you ask Gruden, he's probably top three quarterback in the league. Well, he can make you think that with because he's got he that can. that reputation as a quarterback. I guru. loved last season of Hard Knocks. I am not going to lie, haven't watched a single episode this Me season. Me neither. I have had no interest, and which is weird. In a, in a summer, you think I'd be starved for football. I had no interest because, to me, hard knocks. The camp stuff was all right, but the when it really got into the games and like the drama of roster yeah, cuts exactly. and stuff, that's what I wanted. That's what I like, too. And it, that drama is going to be somewhat quelled, and that's why they're doing like a double camp and trying to make it look interesting. But it just had It's going to be, you know, on that point, just a little side note, like – evaluating talent is going to like it it might put some fringe guys like really at a disadvantage for this sure. year because like those guys that they make a name for themselves in the preseason with depth being a concern as far as you know possible covid uh illnesses being involved and just uncertainty this year veterans are going to definitely be at a premium over these younger fringe roster guys. Yeah. Because coaches are just going to want that experience. They're they're not going to want to take the chance that a guy they haven't seen play that was, you know, late round or undrafted is going to play over this guy who's been in the league six years. That It's not going to be spectacular, yeah. you know. There's no upside to these vets, but coaches are going to really prioritize that experience this year. So yeah. those no preseason games are, are hurting those guys a lot. Um, what else? Denver. Oh yeah, we can go to Denver. They don't have really much coming out ever since the opt outs. They had the right tackle uh, opt out for the year, and that was you know uh, I think over a month ago now. But uh, so that's going to be a hit on their offensive line. Uh, Garrett Bowles has always struggled at left tackle, and now they're going to have you know what would have been a backup at right tackle. So so we'll see. the The only really piece coming out of of Denver is that John Elway says he sees himself a little bit and and Drew Locke this summer, and you know. 
We're Drew Locke fans, but we have to remember this is the same guy at the same time last year saying Joe Flacco was in his prime. So his pr- he's elite. Uh, entering his prime. Yeah, not uh, just in his prime. Oh, Joe Flacco's in the I year. think we saw his prime when he got sacked nine times oh, man. in one game. That was brutal. That was, that opened the door for Drew Locke to, to play. It looked like his legs couldn't move in that mm-hmm. game. And, and his arm didn't look very live either. And he'd always no. been a strong-arm guy. He just... He is the definition of just done. He's Toast, done. Burnt. He's he, done. he just is. He's back. It was up. like Peyton Manning his last year. Everybody was like, he's done. Yeah. And he then, don't got it anymore. And he's where he needs to be now. Joe Flacco's up with the Jets backing up old old Sam Do- Ghost Darnold. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, we're Drew Lock fans here. We are Drew Lock fans. We, we're Drew guys. It's going to be bad because he is going to break out soon in a way that we're going to have to stop loving him as much as we do right now. The first time he beats the Chiefs. We're gonna have beef. Yeah, we're gonna. Drew's done. I'm we're done. We're gonna with have Drew. beef. But until then, I'm just gonna keep going about the kid because I really do think that they got a, a chance. <laughs> we like Drew until he beats the Chiefs, and then. Uh, and then we don't like him. Well, I'm close friends with him, so I'll send him a text message <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, See, listen, Drew. <laughs> listen, we met those couple times. We met those couple. I don't know if you remember me, but I'm sure you do. It's I'm a, sure you do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, look off those safeties. Finger guns. <laughs> uh, coming out of Chargers camp, there's really nothing there either, Derwin. other than Derwin. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, Derwin. yeah. That is just a rough tough. start for. And that's like last year, it was the same song and dance. Derwin. I, <laughs> then here's another. Well, and there's some other ones last year, but. Here's another thing about Derwin James, is similar to Drew Locke. He's one of those players that I just love. Like, he plays for the Chargers now, so obviously I'm not going to root for him actively to, like, hurt the Chiefs. But he's a player whose game I respect. He was just so fun to watch. And now it looks like, hopefully, it isn't turning into this, but it looks like the story of his career is going to be injuries. Injuries, yeah. And when you got two back-to-back like that, it's it's like a similar guy for the Chargers a couple years ago, Jason Verrett at corner. You know, he was a guy that was a pro bowler, breakout player, looked like he was going to be one of the next dominant cornerbacks in the league. He gets two straight knee injuries or you know, had a couple other ailing issues and then just dumped and he couldn't really catch on anywhere. Derwin is such a game changer that, you know, hopefully he comes back from this, but he's out for the year. There's really no hope he comes back this year. I saw a report, like maybe there was a glimmer that he could come back towards the end of the year, but if the chargers aren't in the, in the mix and he doesn't progress faster than expected, yeah. there's a lot of variables. He's not coming. He's not playing this year. No. And I, I don't suspect them being in the mix, but I've already voiced my, distrust of their new their new man yeah qb1 oh, tyrod taylor huh. <laughs> old tyrod uh, or tyrod actually tyrod, he yeah. says his name is tyrod and i feel bad for calling him tyrod for his entire career but you know it's gonna be him and herbert man we're gonna see justin herbert this year we're gonna see herbert and, and i still don't trust herbert so yeah, yeah i don't trust herbert i don't trust tyrod i don't trust that team and everyone's a little hype because the defense you know they add casey award they got or not They have Casey Hayward, add Chris Harris Jr. They got Desmond King, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. They draft Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma, Derwin James. I mean, the thing is, like, think of the Bears. Yep. You know, like, their defense was so dominant. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, you can hold the team to seven points. But if you score three, you can't win, you you know. like And quarterback is the most important position. It just is. You know, and – it's just going to be another year for the ch- – they're not going to get the – they are not going to get the hype that they usually get this year, even though you see Thank some of those God. pieces. This will probably be the year that they're better than than the hype. Yeah. Because they're going to be a quality, defensive, hard-nosed, probably well-coached 
safe team. They're going to be a safe in the seven, nine, eight, and eight team with Tyrod Tyrod Taylor, and yeah, and and it's not going to be. It's going to be underwhelming. We'll see. It's going to be underwhelming. I think they might have one of those years. The bad ones. The bad. That was last year. They were five and eleven. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can see similar. I, I could see four and twelve to seven and nine for the Chargers. I can see them being a team that's defensively is talented enough to keep them in the seven win. Keep them in the respectable range. Yeah. So Oof, but we'll see. Other than that, you know, there's really nothing cooking around the West. Nothing really cooking around the league. They're limiting media access to these training camps just more than ever, and you know, so much so that Matt Nagy is saying, you know. We don't know who's going to be our starter for week one over in Chicago. And he can say that because there's no preseason. There's no anything to indicate anything these people are doing. And and coaches, we're going to take every advantage they can get. So coming out of these camps, you really got to kind of follow the beat reporters to get anything. But, yeah. you know, other than big news, that's all we got. So anything let's else? Let's talk Chiefs. Yeah, you know, finally, let's talk a little Chiefs. Let's, let's go into Chiefs. Chiefs training camp. Okay. Before we get to the Houston week one matchup. There's one guy, there's one name that everybody is just yeah, drooling drooling over. That's a great word for it. It's just fantasizing about what could be, and that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. When we took him first overall. Which is sweet because we haven't had a first overall. We, we've had very few first, like not first overall, first round picks. First round pick, yeah, we took him in, first in the, in the past couple years, it seems. And every, I know a lot of people were upset that it was a running back because of the value of the position. I wasn't upset. I wasn't either. But there was some uh, like analytics guys and, and just people out there on Twitter like, oh, what are the yeah, Chiefs never doing? Never take running backs in the first round, blah, blah, blah. And then after that sentiment settled down, everyone started like, okay, well, it did happen. Now let's think about how fun this is going to be to watch. Because this kid, man, I I'm, I was a closet LSU fan last year. Me too. I don't like bandwagoning, and so like oh, you know I'm, I'm a Mizzou fan. But whenever LSU was on the TV screen and Joe oh, Burrow was, was I was watching the I game. I was watching, and he just popped off the screen as a guy that could just get yards. His lateral which movement, is, which is, is crazy, because that team, you know, first overall pick, Justin Jefferson, who was great wide receiver, Jamar you know, Chase, Jamar Chase, yeah, was maybe even a better wide receiver. And it was like he was the forgotten man, but you'd still be like, wait. That was a nice play. Yeah, who, who is this? That who is back? this? Yeah. How many letters are on the back of that jersey? Yeah. And then, and then, you know, just going back after a guy gets drafted, you watch the the highlight videos on YouTube, and then you get a little more excited, and then the buzz and train. This reminds me a lot of the Kareem Hunt situation. I mean, it, it really does. Yeah. Uh, when Kareem Hunt was drafted, there was a bunch of buzz coming out of, of camp. And, like, and we didn't really know, you know, he was a, what was he, third, third round Third round guy? pick, so yeah. it wasn't a high profile, but yeah. just when. I was even thinking, like, they keep talking about Kareem Hunt's kid out of Toledo, you know, and I was yeah. like, I, I don't even remember us taking it, you know. It, like, Yeah, his name started creeping up more yeah. and more, and then the Spencer Ware injury, and then the camp reports, and then the big preseason, he had that one run in the preseason that was a beast run. Hilaire's had all of that. He's had the, the draft pick hype. He's come in and he's exceeded expectations. The coaching staff's glowing, raving about him. Uh, his practices, apparently, they're just every time someone comes away from a Chiefs practice, they're like, this kid is legit. He's picking up the offense well. Uh, there's really no one on the roster to challenge him. Uh, there's Daryl Williams, Darwin Thompson. Yeah, Andre there was Washington. actually some Fournette talk, which I thought was interesting. I did never think we were going to explore I, uh, yeah, that. I, yeah. Which I, yeah. It seems like now, like, uh, I think we're kind of the patriots of yesteryear and, yeah. and and in the aspect of 
there's a free agent, like oh. an offensive free agent. Like he's expected to go to the Chiefs. Like yep. why? Because he's just an offensive free agent. Like, and, and we're good. Yeah. yeah that's like a- oh. It, it, Leading candidates are Kansas City. Like that's why? exactly what that was. Why? And and another thing probably working in his favor is uh, you know, he's an LSU guy too, and apparently we love LSU running backs. So yeah. so they were probably like, Oh, who's a free agent? LSU running back? Try to bring him in. Yeah. That's probably what Brett Feet. We Feet's do love saw. LSU running We would have had like the generation there, you know, of, of All Fournette of to Daryl Williams to Clyde. You know, we'd have that LSU locked up. Um on the offensive side of the ball, it's Clyde. On the defensive side of the ball, there's a rookie that's been getting a lot of hype, and apparently Willie Gay Jr. has been showing some some good flashes. Not to the extent of Hilaire, but... And I was excited about him, and he's another kind of character issue guy. That's why he slipped. And the Chiefs... We've had troubles. Some troubles. I won't say it's a b- big issue, but... Yeah. Um, you know, some of these teams, I think... Andy Reid has kind of been regarded as that guy that he can take on these troubled sounds like so bad, but it's not like he's had some off field issues. issues. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they trust Andy Reid enough as uh, they call him players coach. It's you always hear the same buzzword players. He's a players coach. You can get along with anybody. And, and, but apparently, you know, he had the talent to be first round, first round. Yeah. Early second, you know, some of these things like NFL teams are, so particular i mean to be honest they are investing a lot of money in people Mm -hmm. and so if there's something about the person that you don't love then you don't want to invest millions of dollars in them but i was was talking to a guy in my fantasy league uh he's a big eagles fan and it was when fournette first became a free agent and i threw out the idea that maybe he goes to the eagles because there was a time where they were trying to get carlos Hyde, they were looking at Devontae freeman they wanted a backup to miles sanders just in case he gets hurt or you know just to play a role and he said, you know, the Eagles don't really pick up character issue guys. And yeah. so, you know, we got to talk about with the Chiefs. Well, and would, again, with the Patriots, like, they trust Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like, the Patriot way will straighten these guys out, you know, and, and for, so. For the Chiefs, uh, so he said basically for the Eagles, it's like any character concerns, they try to stay away. The Chiefs, their first concern really is like the locker room chemistry fit. Yeah. So if this guy's had some issues, Andy Reid and, and Brett Veach and company kind of go like, okay, how is he as a person, though? Like, yeah. Is, is he right. going to be a good teammate? Is he going to work hard? You know, he's made mistakes. Is he the kind of guy to get over those kind of mistakes, or is he the kind of guy to make them again? And, you know, so we kind of targeted him in the back of the second. Pretty much a third-round pick. We're picking last in the second. And then he did have that talent, and he's flashing on the field. They're calling him Turbo because of how fast he is yeah. out there. And that's going to be exciting because athleticism is kind of what the Chiefs have lacked at the linebacker core for, for a while. Since Derek Johnson – couple years before he retired. Well, and it, it seems to have been, especially these two years, you know, at, at the end of last year, we kind of shorted up a little bit, but the kind of chink, the big chink in the armor of the defense yes. is like the Chiefs can get run on. Like, we, we, you can run up the middle on the Chiefs because we don't have the athleticism at running back. And they brought in Raglan as like a – He'll just hit people hard. Well, okay, then they're running – like the 49ers is big thing. In the Super Bowl last year, they were gashing us on the stretch runs yeah. left and right. Well, why is that? Well, because we don't have linebackers getting out there and holding an edge. Yeah, you can have a thumper all you want, but if you don't have a sideline-to-sideline guy in the modern NFL, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And he's a good cover guy as well, and that's another place. That's the two places, really, yeah. that we've been kind of gashed is like tight end coverage, which can fall to safety and linebacker, or just straight or running backs out of I mean, the backfield. Yeah, because Eric Berry was such a genius – at covering tight ends. Well, yes. then we lost Eric Berry, and it's been like, 
who's our guy, you know, that can man up and, and beat down. Well, then we got Tyron, our Badger. Yeah, so now that we have him and, and hopefully Willie Gay pans out. And the, and the thing here is, man, is that if these two rookies come in and just fill in and give you even a little more than you had last year, this team is dangerous. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Because our, our depth and – Oh, we won. Yeah, we won <laughs> and didn't lose a lot of people. Yeah. We, we lost Kendall Fuller. We lost Dustin Colquitt. It has been a, a little interesting, <laughs> like, motto of the offseason. It seems to have – I've been seeing it a lot. People are like – and not Chiefs people. Other people are praising Chief, the Chiefs organization, Brett Feach, for like, we won the Super Bowl last year, so what do we need? Yeah. We need the same guys again. Like, uh-huh. let's just make it work. Let's – I mean, how do we get Chris Jones? You know, like, I, I, don't, I thought there was a 10% chance we get Chris Jones. Yep. We somehow get Chris Jones. We somehow sign Travis Kelsey. Like, they, I think the Chiefs have gotten, you know, they've kind of found this identity, and they're like, why are we going after these flashy free agents when we got our guys? We have the flashy free agents, yeah, you know? Yeah. These guys are going to be the flashy free agents if we let them get there. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and the under-the-radar kind of things we've been doing is we, we not only kept the core together, we made some upgrades at positions that needed upgraded. So, like, we talked about running back. We talked about uh, linebacker. Because if there was any weakness on our offense, it was linebacker. Or it was running back. Running back. And then, then we go and say, okay, what else can we do? We go sign Kelechi Assembly, uh, guard. He, you know, former pro bowler. He had that falling out with the Jets because of shoulder issue. And if he even plays, you know, around a where he can play, not even his ceiling, that's an upgrade at the guard position because he was an all pro. This guy is was yeah. was good. And it wasn't that long ago, it was two years ago, where he was one of the best guards at football. Didn't play last year I, because of his I fall into this trap really bad and, and I love that the Chiefs take risks on these guys because I go, once a first rounder, always a first you know, yeah. like once an all pro, always an Taco all pro. Taco Charlton. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm like, this dude uh, yeah, you first know. round pick five yeah. sacks last year. Exactly. Yeah. See, and, and I do the same thing, but with assembly particularly, I think he's the kind of guy that really could still be an all pro. Yeah. Because he didn't play last year. But he had a dis- doctor dispute with the Jets. He said, yo, my doctor says my shoulder's messed up. I need surgery. The Jets said, nah, play. And he said, no, I'm going to get this surgery. And they said, no, you're not. So he just got it. And, yeah. and so then they didn't, you know, he was yeah. just like, I'm going to get this surgery. I mean, I- it's like we just talked about Reggie Ragland. Like, I was so excited about, like, we. I wanted to get Reggie Ragland that year, you know, because uh, yeah. he was like, I saw his college tape, you know, it was really good. Turned yeah. Good, and, but. you know. Listen, I, we can get excited about these guys. It's there's no preseason I, to tell us we're wrong this year. There, you just can't convince me to yeah. not get excited because I will get excited. I talked myself into Taco Charlton. He has oh, not I'm, had. I'm a hundred percent in any tangible impact. When he got the chain, he's got the, the huge Taco chain. Yes. I'm like, this guy is my favorite player. I love talking. And every time he gets a sack, he'll have four sacks this year. And every maybe. time he'll get it, maybe I'll love it. Well, it was like oh, it was like T Sizzle last year. Oh, anytime I'm he like, made a tackle. Oh yeah, it's like does this guy have anything in the tank? I'm like, Mr. L sucks. What a like, good sign. This guy could be a Hall of we Famer. Could, we could sign Brett Favre to back up Patrick Mahomes right now. Like, I would be for it. You know, that's the kind of fans we it's are. Brett Favre. Yeah, we'll talk ourselves in anything. So, uh, the next thing we need to talk ourselves into is the Chiefs blowing out the Houston Texans Week One. Do you yeah, think absolutely that we're going to Bill pick O'Brien's a, the worst coach in the league? Yes. Oh man, this is not maybe coach, worst GM, worst yeah. slash coach. He's okay coaching. He's not terrible. Like no, he makes yeah, some bad exactly. decisions, but they win some fourth games. Down. Fourth yeah. down. 
okay. Fake punt. Fake punt. That <laughs> he 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 makes some terrible decisions. That was a bad decision. That was egregious. That was the decision you make when you're playing Patrick Mahomes. Fourth and one. Punt it. Any other <laughs> or kick the field yeah, goal. Kick the field. Kick goal. the field. Any other team in the league, Bill O'Brien punts that ball. Any other team. Oh, he, yeah. he punts it. He's like, I'm playing Patrick Mahomes. But, I'm going to try to But that's it. the thing. I, like, I get it a little bit. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's got like, scared. He got scared. You got to punt it. He saw Superman over there, and he got nervous. He well, said, he, I yeah. don't want to give the ball back to football god. And then he just gave us – he gave us – That's the, the Patrick Mahomes effect you don't see on paper. Yep. That's – and uh, this is narrative We have no idea. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, and he saw us go down, score that touchdown, and then he lines up to punt, in his head, he's got to be thinking, I can't give them this ball back. I just can't. Yeah, well, because then he's answering the question in the game. You punted it when the Chiefs had the momentum. Exactly, Why did you go for exactly. it? Exactly. And so that's. It was what, only a fourth and three or whatever it was. Yeah, and, and we, he probably did see something on film to make us a little susceptible to a fake punt. Yeah. Just had, we had a, had a player make a play. Didn't know we had Dirty Dan. And da- oh, Dirty Didn't Dan. Didn't know Dan was so dirty. Dan, he was. And then he's the one that caused a fumble on that. That's where he kicked Dirty Dan. The was, dirtiest. Of he was Dan's. there for us this year, man. Man, Dirty Dan. I, he was. He might have been our just team MVP team right MVP there in the playoffs. Right so we got Houston week one. I really do think that this is going to probably be a good game. Uh, I, I See, I don't know because I think, you know, like we hope teams get better in off seasons because yeah. they address the issues. Houston, like maybe we're wrong. They seem to have gotten so much worse Here because it, they took their best player and they got rid of him for a worse player. My take on the on the DeAndre Hopkins trade is I don't mind that they traded him. What I mind was was that they took on a running back with a bad contract and a second round pick back. If you're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to get, get a, something. Get a first yeah. round pick. We live in a world where Stephon Diggs was traded for a first round pick and DeAndre Hopkins and Hayden Hurst were traded for second round picks. If you look me in the face and tell me that Hayden Hurst is, and DeAndre Hopkins are the same player. Yeah, then I'll probably—I don't want to say anything violent, but like I will tell you that your football knowledge needs to be tested, and it's not good because Hayden Hurst got a nice flow, though. Yeah, Hayden. Yeah, it's the alliteration, Hayden Hurst. Well, and his hair. Oh, I- <laughs> I'm talking about his hair. Does he still have the long hair? I think so. He I doesn't matter. I haven't seen Hayden Hurst in a while, like because it was Ball Mark Andrews last year. But it's just—it's crazy. But then they do go out and get. Back to the Texans, sorry. They go out and get Brandon Cooks. They do add David Johnson. I don't think this offense is going to be terrible. Like, Deshaun's good. I think, well, see, so here's my boldish prediction. So, I I like Deshaun Watson. I think he's, you know, everyone talks about he's got that, that you know, what Dabo said. Like, he's got the the Jordan mentality. Like, he's the, the best competitor I've ever seen. I'm like, okay, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But, like... I think, I think, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think it was so easy for him to get in trouble and throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins is amazing. Like, he's going to catch it. He's going to make a play. You know, like, in the in that Saints game, that crazy Saints game last that was, year. Yeah. If you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, you don't win that game. And see. And, and how many games are like that where if you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson cannot win that game. See, we both have the same thought, 
but the outcomes could go one of two ways. It could go that way where losing DeAndre, which obviously when you lose a player of that caliber, your team is going to take a hit talent-wise. He's one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game. But on the flip side, when Deshaun got zeroed in on him, you could argue their offense was worse. That is true. And so without him there, he is... It's kind of like the Browns, the opposite. Yeah, he's going to be forced to mature a little at quarterback. I think so. And that could be great for the team or could set them back a little this year. But if if Deshaun is the guy that, you know, we say he is, his receiving core now is not, you know, the worst in the league. It's it's Will Fuller, the healthy is the question mark. We all know he's talented. It's if Will Fuller gets down the field. Yeah. Yeah. It's Brandon Cooks, yeah. it's Kenny Stills, and then it's Randall Cobb. <laughs> I did, okay, I, I laugh at that name. Yeah, that one's not. That I had one forgotten matter. he is there. No. But Randall Cobb's there, so it's it's a bunch of it's a bunch of twos. It's a bunch of guys who can can move the chains if you have a good quarterback. And if Deshaun's a good quarterback, that offense still might be viable. The biggest question for me is actually the Texans' defense because they weren't very good last year. They weren't, and I don't really see where they got better. You know, I don't. They didn't make a ton of moves, and with the pick that they got from. Uh, the DeAndre Hopkins trades, they, they take Ross Blaylock. He's a D-tackle, which is great. But if you're not getting Aaron Donald or Chris Jones or Fletcher Cox there, then that D-tackle spot is not really going to upgrade your defense a ton, especially when you have issues in the secondary. You have uh, your one good linebacker, Zach Cunningham. J.J. Watt's got an age and health issue now because he's hurt every other year, it uh, seems like. J.J. And, you know, you lose a guy like Jadeveon Clowney and Tyron Matthew in the same offseason – and you don't address it two years in a row with, you know, really big impact signings or draft picks, and you got, you know, you got a recipe to start going downhill on that side of the ball, and it doesn't matter if Deshaun keeps that offense afloat when you're going to have 51 dropped on you like they did in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's the same defense. It's not a better defense right now. Yeah, I mean, that was the one kind of – when we were down big, you know, that was the one thing that I was like – well, they're not stopping us. Like, if you think about that first half. Yeah, well, we're dropping That first balls. quarter. Yeah, we're dropping balls. Yeah, they and... didn't stop us at all. Uh-uh. They no. stopped us because they blocked a punt. They stopped us because Travis Kelsey dropped a bad one. Demarcus Robinson drops a bad one. Dropped seven bad ones. Ugh. It was what it felt like. It felt like he was dropping yeah, every other everything. And I'm like, you know, like, if we think about it, like, they have not stopped us. So if we could just keep getting the ball and not – Shooting our, you know, and then all of a sudden we drop 51 on them in three quarters. Yeah, and that's kind of the potential this offense has to come out and do it. The one thing I'll, I'll kind of say is last year we were expecting to come out and blow out the Jags week one, and then we kind of come out and they hang with us a little longer than, than Gardner. Minshew Mania. Minshew Mania kicked off right then and there, but even before that, Foles got hurt dropping a dime on us with DJ Chark yeah, in the end zone. Bad. And so. Well, that was good. Not well, for us. Yeah, good, not for us, but. And then, so if Houston comes out and, you know, plays at least a decent game, we haven't really notoriously been the blow out the team week one, even though we're better than them, you know. I get, Patriots. Yeah, but that game was close in the fourth, if you remember. Yeah, like, that yeah. was a, that was a, the only game we really blew them out was Mahomes' rookie year when we blew the Chargers out. But, you know, week one for the Chiefs has always been kind of a, a, a sluggish start 
against the team we probably either. Yeah. The Patriots, no one expected us to win that, but it was a good game, and it was close in the fourth. Last year, the, the It was Jag- kind of close. I don't think it was that close. Oh, it was. Remember, because we were down until Kareem Hunt ripped off that, uh, that oh, long catch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, we piled on And then we piled on a couple, yeah. Because yeah, Sharkhandrick broke one late fourth. and yeah, made that's us, right. Okay. But, uh, but, you know, if... The, the Texans are talented enough for that if we don't bring our A game, it'll be a, and I think it'll be a, a bad week. Like we keep talking about, we have no clue. With, like, we don't even know what the Chiefs look like. Exactly. Like, we think they're going to be good. Yeah. We think they're going to be great. We think uh, they're going to be amazing. I really do think this team is better than last year's team. Because we were, uh, me and my couple of my friends were kind of just going through it. We we all like to sit around the table late at night and talk like win totals and stuff. And if you look at the Chiefs. Classic football guy. Yeah, exactly. If you look at the Chiefs, man, they had a lot of actual bad luck last year. Mahomes missed games. Hill missed games. Fisher missed well, games. Well, that, that, uh, that loss to, that really bad loss to Tennessee? The, the Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, that was, game broke. There, there was 99 ways we win that game, and one way, like it was like, I, I talked about it like the Doctor Strange in Avengers, where he's like, oh, I just saw 10 million combinations, only one we win. Like that was the one that was Titans, yeah. Like they, they saw 9 million ways to lose that, or to, yeah, lose that game, and they somehow won. And then, you know, oh, all those injuries we dealt with. That game hurt me. We still went 12 and 4 as the two seed. And that's true. And we were dealing with some some things, man, that, you know, in an, in a perfect world, Patrick Mahomes doesn't hurt, get hurt. We probably beat Green Bay and Tennessee and go 14 and two. And that's kind of what this team's looking like this year. If, you know, we your injuries are going to happen. But if you keep the star injuries to a minimum, like if we don't lose Tyreek for six weeks, we don't lose Fisher for multiple games. If Chris Jones doesn't get hurt again, if we can of keep, all the years we shouldn't have won the Super Bowl, it was probably last year. Exactly. Because and if you keep all those guys healthy year three under under Patrick Mahomes, there's going to be some problems for the league. You know, it's it's not going to be pretty when these guys hit on all cylinders it is and, not and start and start firing. And I think. You you mentioned last year, you know, I was like, I feel like last year at some point we were talking like, we still haven't seen a good game from the Chiefs. Yeah, there was a point where we were like six and four last year. Well, and and we and even in the wins, we didn't see a good game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we'd have a, a drive where like there we go, and then like we go three three and outs, or you know, I was like, uh, we didn't see like, the Chiefs click on all cylinders until they beat Oakland late in the year. And then we started playing football. That's kind of what, yeah. from Oakland through the playoffs, that's the team you should probably expect from Kansas City. Yeah, well, it was that that Houston game. It was like the first the first quarter was like a microcosm of like our you know our bad games. Yeah, and then the the other three quarters like oh this is what this team can actually do actually do. And if you see that team do it for four quarters consistently, it's going to be a blitz on the league. It's going to be hopefully Andy Reid can. Can manage that. Manage that Sometimes bit, yeah. I'm like, come on, Andy. Like, <laughs> get them together. It's not that bit. hard. Like, you got the best team in the league. So, what do you think week one? Uh, you got the Chiefs winning. I think, you know, uh, well, I think we both do. We're homers. We did pick a couple home. losses we're, last year and we picked a couple right. We both, I think we both picked the Colts. The Colts and for us to lose to Green Bay. Uh, yeah. I think going that into was, that we week, we didn't realize that. Well, no, oh, well, we did. Yeah, yeah, going into the week when yeah. Patrick was hurt, we were smart enough to. We're not super homers here. We we're realistic, 
but uh, somewhat. Yeah. Back in my mind, there was a minute in that game like we got this, dude. I when Travis caught that touchdown. Yeah. And then we go tie at fourteen fourteen. I'm like, oh screw it. All my reservations were gone. Yeah, I'm like, we're in this game. We're Let's winning. Win. We're winning. Yeah. And then we didn't. But that was that was one of the funniest touchdowns I've ever seen. It looked like like something you do in the backyard, like just go long and just throw it up. And then and he did the little flip into the yeah. End. He's like running underneath it like a yeah. punt. Yeah, it was great, man. That Matt. Now that we won the Super Bowl and we don't have to be really upset about a Mahomes injury, Matt Moore's season was a fun time to live through. It was through. great. Those two and a half weeks. It, it was, was That Vikings game was one of the best Chiefs games I've ever seen. It was a fun game. It was the funnest game. It reminded me what it's like to watch a game without Patrick Mahomes that, again. That was actually, I think, the best game the Chiefs played all year. Yeah, it probably was from a whole standpoint because Mahomes was out, the, the team had to elevate. To beat a good team, the we Vikings, elevate, like the team was playing, and when we needed a stop, we made a stop. And it was it was nice to see that game like really stood out of like they want to win this game. Like that's the most frustrating part sometimes about the Chiefs, and I'm sure it's every NFL franchise, but we only know the Chiefs really as homers. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't feel like they got the heart to win this game. Like I, they're like we're pretty good, we can drop a couple, you know. And as fans, we're like. We want to go eighteen to zero, you know, and, and sometimes it feels like they're just not not doing their thing. The Kansas City Chiefs really do remind me of or the LeBron James, I guess. the LeBron James of the NFL. Oh yeah, it's like there's going to be a game against the Magic in early March where LeBron, or like just the beginning of the season, where he's he doesn't look like he cares. Yeah, you want to know why though? Because he doesn't. Yeah. He's looking over. True. He's like, this is the magic. We lost by 15. He's like, I Let's got some wine at home. Yeah, when you start losing Sheesh. multiple in a row, that's when you get worried. But yeah. when the Chiefs drop one or so, it's frustrating not to see the urgency. But this team doesn't panic ever. No. They were down 10 in the fourth in the Super Bowl, and Tyron Matthews stood up and said, I like this. He, he said, I like this. What a psychopath. Andy Reid came over to Patrick Mahomes and be like, just keep firing, baby. And Mahomes looked like stunned that he would even say that. He's like, what do you think I'm going to do? Do you think I'm going to change now? You know, and, and they're just, they don't crumble. They are laughing on the sideline. They, the only frustration you saw was Sammy Watkins after that pick, screaming, you know, because we threw the pick. But other than that, like, there's no cracks in the armor. These guys are just no. so calm and cool, and it can you know, be frustrating. For them, for them supposedly loving Chiefs Kingdom so much, they need to do us some favors and not <laughs> give us the heart attacks that the they heart- do. Nah, they, they wanted to make it fun for Let's the win. Let's just coast to a couple easy wins. So, who, back to the Texans. Who do you think really is going to decide this match? Okay, I'll, I'll phrase this differently. We can name 50 players for the Chiefs to pop off. Yeah. For the Chiefs to lose, what do you think has to happen? Um, outside, of, outside of injury. Let's not. Obviously, if Patrick Mahomes isn't looking, I don't think he really even has to look like Patrick Mahomes to beat this team. But for whatever, I'm not even going to say Patrick Mahomes because I don't think there's a game that he has to play where we still lose. Like, okay, I, I, yeah. I think he wins no matter what. Yeah. Um, I think, I think if I'm trying to think of you're running through the scenarios, I, yeah, I can see I'm it like, going through your mind and you're smiling. You're like, we're not going like, to lose. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think we lose. Um, the, the defense would have to probably take a step back. The defense would have to take a big step back. And I think, but then I think, Oh, we're down 24, nothing. Same team. We beat <laughs> No, like, I, I just don't know how we lose this game. Maybe the offense just cannot get it going. 
for Rust. whatever reason. Rust. Rust. It's we a weird. We just can't get it yeah. going. They jump on us early. Yeah, the the defense can't stop them, and, and we can't we can't get off the field, and we can't score points. What, what's yeah? The, so, the, for some reason, the rust is the one that I was looking at because from a talent standpoint, from an everything standpoint, I think we should win this game. But you, in a weird off season, you think you're prepared until you're not. Yeah, and uh, so we might go out there and just not quite. If they be smack ready. us in the face again, and we don't have the. The like you know is playoffs. We've played sixteen games. Yeah, we know what we got. You know, if they really hit us in the face again, it's like, well, we don't know what we got yet because we haven't played enough football to know that. You know, it's like sometimes when I'm playing golf, if you haven't played golf in a while, you can't rely on the. If you hit a bad shot, if you've played the whole season, you're like, well, I know I got the next one because I've hit it already fifty times this yes. year. They don't got that yet. You know, it's like, I haven't played golf in six months. That's a really good point. You know, point, and yeah. it's like, you hit a bad shot. It's like, crap. I, I might hit a bad shot again. Yeah. Like, you just don't know. It starts creeping in your mind because you don't have that reassurance. Yeah, you don't have the, you don't have the, I've already hit this shot a million times. Like, I can do this next one. All right. Last little thing we're going to talk about, just a little cleanup duty here at the end, is just those beautiful, beautiful Super Bowl rings. Beautiful. That finally came in, man. I was beautiful. so scared that it was going to be bad. I wasn't. Well, the re- I wasn't scared as in I think they were going to do a bad job. I was scared because it was our first Super Bowl ring in so long, and if it was <laughs> bad, that was going to suck. It might be 50 years till we get another yeah, one. If it was bad, I was going to be upset because, you know, the New England, they get a bad Super Bowl ring. They'll just go get a new one so they yeah. can erase that one. But when it came out, man, that gold around the edge, the ruby Oof. backdrop, Oof. the two Super Bowl tr- it was nice. The- I love the comebacks on the underside. Oh, they got the scores. The player signatures in there. Man, it was a beautiful ring. Great ring. And once again, maybe Andy it's Andy Reid. I thought it was a got him one. I thought it was a homer take, but then I started talking to some of my friends who are fans of other teams and they were like, "Nah, that ring that ring's pretty So, hot. what's funny is like I clicked on the um it was like Adam Schefter or something. It was like, Chiefs get the rings. What do you guys think? And I was like, ooh, you know, I, I want to click on this. I click on the tweet, and I'm going through. And it's like all Eagles fans, like, that was good, but this one is so much better. It's all the e- – <laughs> I'm like, where are these – like, these Eagles fans are still so jacked up. They love that, that they, ring. They, they, they got a ring, and they're yeah. like, we don't even care if we win another one. Like, we yeah. got one. This one's beautiful. And there I'm, was, like, so many screenshots of the Eagles ring. I'm like, why just the Eagles? I like, think the Eagles ring was universally seen as really good for the Eagles. Like, David, my roommate, he's a big Eagles fan. He loved that ring when it came out, and apparently they love it still three years oh, later. Oh, they, they, uh, they think about it every day. Yeah, which, that ring lives rent free in a lot of Philadelphia. I can't say anything because I 100% no lie watched the mic'd up of the Super Bowl last night again for the 19th time. <laughs> <laughs> I was bored in my room. Uh, I couldn't I sleep. I can like that that uh the critical what, what's the name of it? I can't even think of the name, but I can recite Turning the, Point. The Turning Point. Turning Point. I can recite the script almost by by heart. Yeah. Because I've watched it so many times. I mouth the of the mic'd up. I mouth the quotes coming up. Like, you got to hit me. Like, I'm saying it in oh, my yeah, room yeah. while I'm watching it. Man, that's, that's a good-ass hit yeah, <laughs> every uh, time it comes up. We got uh, time for Wasp? Yeah, dude. What he meant by we have time is <laughs> Wasp is a da, 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 uh, complex route that takes many seconds to develop. Well, but man. with Tyreek's unique speed. <laughs> I can hear it in my head. <laughs> 
Man, no, I'm excited for football. We're a week away from having to do this anymore. We'll just be able to replay the highlights of that week. Unless we lose. When you lose, uh, yeah, you, you don't we'll watch highlights somber. or anything. But Score prediction? Uh, score prediction. I'm going to go, man, I was tempted to do 51-31 just because I think the universe is fun sometimes. But That'd I think awesome. it's going to be 42 47-32. 47-35. Let's do that. 47-35. High scoring. High scoring. See, I think it's going to be a little opposite. I think it's going to be like 32-17, Chiefs. See, uh, I I was going to go lower, but then I I thought, you know, they haven't had a lot of time to practice. Maybe offenses come out and just fire because the Chiefs have all the same players coming back. And so they're they're just going to go out there and play football like they have been. The, The Texans got a lot of new pieces coming in. So the way I see this game going is Chiefs hop out early. Kind of coast, uh, Texans, quote unquote, climb back in it, but it's never really close. Maybe a late touchdown to get them into those thirties, but I just really see the Chiefs is coming out firing and and just you know, I, I honestly dominate. Yeah, I, I think we dominate too. I I think, like we talked about, their defense has questions. Their offense is kind of new. New. Uh, their line's still not great. I like Tunsil, but their line's still not great. The running back position, I you can't convince me David Johnson has more than Carlos Hyde. He has a better skill set for the Texans, but I don't think gas left in the tank. He's he's got a lot left. Maybe if he does, this offense is probably going to be pretty good. But, yeah. But if 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 Dave, there's a world where David Johnson has it left, Brandon Cooks doesn't get a concussion this year, Will Fuller stays healthy, and this offense is is dominant. You know, if but if that's a lot of ifs. If David Johnson's good this year, I'm going to be mad because I drafted him last year in my fantasy league, like. High and then avoided him this year because you you don't want I anything had to do the with the worst running backs last year. David Johnson, David Montgomery, Ugh. both horrible. Yeah, stay away from the Davids is, is what we got. Speaking of fantasy, uh, coming this season on the podcast, we're calling it the season. We're gonna go, you know, season two. This is us. We're gonna talk a little fantasy, Chiefs fantasy, maybe some daily fantasy starts uh, as far as you know matchups to watch in Chiefs games. Who could pop off? Like last year when Demarcus Robinson popped off against Oakland, we talked about Demarcus Robinson popping off against Oakland uh, that week together because of the injuries. And so we're gonna kind of translate that to maybe some DFS strategy for you guys, or or some start sits, you know, as far as Chiefs players go. We're excited to be back, and, and we're really going to you know hit this stuff hard this year. Uh, I can't wait to really dive into some Chiefs football, and it just it just feels so good to be talking about it again. It feels like it's starting. To, I got more excited as the podcast went because it feels like it's here and it's, it's happening. But, Me too. You know, uh, that's all we got for y'all today. I uh, hope to see you. you know, hope you hear us next time. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and then hopefully Spotify coming up soon. We got that in the works. Um, I'm also going to have a weekly article at uh, kckingdom.com you can check out. I'm really going to take a topic of the podcast and really dive in deeper with some numbers and add some context there. But uh, until next time.